0: Listening to PetLifeRadio.com.
1: It's O behave with Arden Moore. This show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets, and who's walking who in Renton, Tin, Tinseltown?
2: We have a meavulous show for you today, and that's because our special guest is not afraid to be catty. I want everyone to give pause and applause to the host of Animal Planet's show, My Cat from Hell, the one and only Jackson Galaxy. Hey, Jackson, big paws up.
0: Hey, Arden. It's so good to hear from you again.
2: I know. This is your second time on the Old Behave Show, Jackson. I know. I
0: feel kind of special, yeah.
2: Makes you good. I mean, we got cats have nine lives. Maybe we can go for the record. You're right. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, Jackson is going to treat us to what really goes on behind the scenes and in front of the camera on this cool cat show, My Cat from Hell on Animal Planet, right after we take this commercial break. So everybody, sit and stay. And for all you cats listening, stop napping. We'll be right back.
1: Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com Behave is back with more tail wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore.
2: Welcome back to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host Arden Moore. My guest is making his second appearance on the Obehave Show. Last time, I believe, Jackson, you teamed up with one of the world's best holistic veterinarians, Dr. Jane Hub. I mean, you guys are a good team. You've been a good team, and now we have you, Jackson Galaxy, all to ourselves. How's the good doctor doing these days?
0: She's doing great, and she's continuing her work. You can read all of her articles still. She's constantly publishing on littlebigcat.com, and uh, that's the the website that she and I started lifetimes ago. But, you know, it was an amazing time because, you know, we both got to sort of solidify our mind-body philosophies about cats towards each other and then just put it out into the world, and I walk that walk today.
2: No, you strut that walk, man. You're a cat man. One. You're cat man do, cat man do. I know that they've been calling you the Caesar Milan of the cat world. I just, this is so odd. But guess who my last guest was?
0: Let me guess. <laughs> Caesar <laughs> Milan. <laughs> I don't figure. Yeah, I seem to be following him around these days. Hey,
2: that's okay. That's okay. You know, I'm just thinking out loud because you are a cat behaviorist. You really do know cats. I just don't think you can go. To a cat and make him obey, because to me, that sounds more like a hiss. What do you think?
0: I was going to say you can do that, but you might wind up as bloody as I got on the first episode. Uh, yeah. It's you know?
2: yeah. <laughs> <That's laughs> about
0: what you'd get in return. Yeah, that's right.
2: I asked him the question. I said, so can you train a cat? Oh, no, no way. They, they have a mind of <laughs> their own. You had him at meow. You had him at meow. You have Caesar at your paw. Did you know that?
0: Very nice. Well, of course they can be trained, by the way. I mean, you know, it's just a totally different set of motivations is all.
2: That's right. And we're going to get into that. But now the most important thing I need to do to compare you with Caesar are your goatees.
0: Well, you know.
2: (laughs) Come on. I wish this. Oh, now we're going to have your photo on our web page. Yeah. But Caesar has the most manicured goatee of any straight man I've ever met. Hey, hey, wait, now wait, hold, hold on a second. Manicured, just, I'm talking so thin line, thin line. Now, let's talk about your feral goatee. Come on, bring it up.
0: Right, Oh, no, no, that's fine, I'll take that. I'll take a feral goatee. But just so you know, just because it's a little feral looking doesn't mean that uh, it doesn't have just as much product in it as, as Caesars. <laughs> uh, in fact, we'll have competing manscaping lines coming out in about six months. But, okay, uh,
2: you heard it here first on the Old Behave Show, Right.
0: Right, and it'll be, you know, it'll be the Cat Daddy brand and, and for the feral man. I like there that. There
2: you go. I like that. So it takes a little work. I mean, you've got a nice shiny dome on top, but that, <laughs> what's up with that? What made you and how long have you had your wonderful goatee? It's a very good signature to you.
0: Well, thanks. I You know, I've always been, you know, because I, I was a musician for so long and an actor and all this, but I've always been a performer and I always kind of felt also that if you got something like... If you have facial hair, why would you not play with it? I mean, it's just one of those fun things, you know, but as it got longer and it actually kind of reminded me a little bit of of the feline. So I just went with it. The other thing was when I moved to California, which is only about four years ago, it was Mm -hmm. very much a part of beach culture. There's the guys around here who just have those long goatees. And as soon as I saw one, I said, "I, I can do that.
2: Well, now that you're on uh, the left coast with me, I'm in uh, the San Diego area. We're definitely going to have to get together because I have a cool cat, not a meow like the cat from hell show that you have on Animal Planet. Her name is Ziki, a Turkish van mix that some idiot took a knife, a hunting knife, and took a big chunk out of her back when she was a stray in Dallas. And then she ran, escaped, and ran under a porch, and some little old lady named Edwina Ponied up $1,000 to get her medically cared for. Then, of course, named the cat after herself, Edwina. And then uh, Edwina landed in a person's house to be fostered, except the person had a little bit too many kitties. And my cat ended up getting conjunctivitis and herpes. Mm. So we're going like, okay, strike two. And I was told about this cat. My family lives in the Dallas area. Yes, I do have a sister named Deb from Dallas. Isn't that great? She's an auditor. She doesn't think that's funny, Jackson. I don't know. I do. I think it's
0: funny. (laughs) I'm with you.
2: Yeah. So anyway, so my other cat had passed away. And my friend who had this cat knew that my other cat that I have, Murphy, and my two dogs were very cat in awe. I train my dogs that cats are gods. So I bring home this cat with this weepy eye and her stitched up back. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, this cat is going to, like, be a holy terror or whatever. It is the coolest cat who greets every day like, "Yow, let's go do something. I've taken her to the super zoo. She's had her butt sniffed by Tillman, oh, wow. the skateboarder. She goes, she's the most non-agoraphobic cat I've ever met. I take her when I teach pet first aid so people can work on a cat. Mm-hmm. And I named her Ziki in honor of her Turkish heritage because it means clever and courageous. So I would be honored if Zeki could ever meet the one and only Jackson Galaxy.
0: I would be honored.
2: I think we to need to have a date. We've got to have a date night sometime or something. Yeah,
0: and you know what? I, I have, even though I have great admiration for Turkish fans, I haven't worked with one before or hung out with one or had a little tea party with one before. So, I'm Well,
2: if you bring Turkey, honest to God, she will sell her soul to you. Oh, yeah, well, and you
0: know that I'm like, <laughs> let's just put it out there. you know. The, All right, the- we're going to the- do
2: it. After the show, we'll figure out a time, but I can take her t- to your place because she's like, I don't care. I go anywhere, you know, just take me. But um, she's been in a kitchen with five dogs, including my friend's dog, a pit bull boxer mix, a nice dog named Stella. And she's like, out of my way, dogs. I'm in line for the turkey. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I swear all the dogs are like, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Right. Okay.
0: Exactly. I got got one like that too. She's 18 years old. She's about six pounds on a good day. Uh And every dog that comes into my place, they give her one look. She gives them one upside the head. And the rules are set. <laughs> the rules are set.
2: And who is this great, great grandam? Uh,
0: her name is Valoria. Valoria? Um, Valoria. Oh. Uh, yes, Valoria, like Valore. And uh, it's actually from a song by the Pixies. And uh, when I was working at an animal shelter back in Colorado, I went out. I was opening up for the morning and I went out back and there she was just sitting in a box. Uh, somebody had mm-hmm. left outside uh, overnight. So she was pretty cold, pretty beat up. We couldn't tell how old she was at the time. Turns out she was about two, but she looked like a kitten. She basically looks like a a brown Maine Coon kitten. If you go to uh, my Facebook fan page, uh, you'll see under the the section that that says tattoos, my tattoos of cats, you'll see on my bicep is my beautiful girl. So she's immortalized on my skin.
2: Uh, I do want to, the the Facebook is facebook.com slash Jackson Galaxy for everybody. We got to be fans of him. He's awesome. And speaking of your tats, I have one tattoo. My grandma and I went sober into a, Tattoo parlor, and it's got a rainbow shooting through some clouds and and a heart. And my grandma named it Love, Hope, and Dreams. But that's mm. it for me. And it's on a part of my body that there won't be any cellulite—my upper thigh. So, how <laughs> many tattoos do you have now? Have you count, lost count?
0: I have more tattoos than I have arm. That's for sure. I mean, I but I, I'm sleeved, which means from collarbone to wrist on both arms. And uh, I'm just going to be starting a few new pieces. The portrait of my cat, Benny, who passed about a year and a half ago, will be on my chest. And uh, that's. I'm going to start that, well, in about 10 minutes. No, I mean, it'll it, it, start any day now.
2: When but, I hear you going, no! I know that you're started. Okay. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, but I'm, I'm excited because uh, Benny is the subject of, of my book that's coming out. And uh, so I want to make sure that he's on my chest before I have to go on a book tour, you know.
2: Tell <laughs> us about the book. Tell us what's the scoop on that.
0: It's called Cat Daddy, My Life with One Hell of a Cat. And uh, Benny was basically, it's a memoir, uh, but it's about how I met him at a really crucial time. He came into my life at an amazingly tough time. And for him, his life was incredibly tough. And we spent 14 amazing years together. He was my greatest teacher the biggest pain in the butt you've ever met. I've never been more challenged on a daily basis, physically, emotionally, behaviorally. He just taught me so much, and I just wanted to honor him. And But it's really cool because the book also, because of the lessons he taught, I was able to sort of crystallize those lessons into lessons that I now bring into people's homes. So Good. those tips are all through the book as well.
2: And when's the book coming out?
0: Publication date is May 10th.
2: We're going to do a book giveaway when it comes out on my newsletter, okay? And if you have anything you can share, we can post it on the um, Pet Life Radio site too, so we can get a bunch of advanced sales. How's that?
0: It's already available for pre-order on Amazon, and I couldn't be more excited because uh, it's a labor of love. And, and as a matter of fact, I was up till four o'clock this morning putting more finishing touches on it because I'm having trouble letting it go. But uh, I'm, I'm really excited for sure. I'll we'll do a giveaway.
2: So tell us about Benny. What did he look like? You know, you told me he was an awesome teacher. Most awesome teachers do get you to do things that you may not think you want to do right, right. away. But tell us yeah. a little bit about Benny.
0: Now, again, on the Facebook page, you can just go there and and there's pictures of all my cats. And he's the gray and white one. As a matter of fact, that portrait that's going to be on my chest, there's a picture of him just behind this green banker's light. And that's going to be the picture. It's a beautiful picture. He was my only attempt at being a foster parent. And you can see how well that worked. Um, (laughs) Yeah. He he was turned into the shelter after being adopted. Uh, He had a shattered pelvis. Uh, He had been hit by a car. And he recovered in my house at the time. You know, when a cat has a broken pelvis, it's basically, you know, sit in a carrier for six weeks. So he did that surrounded by eight other cats. And uh, by the time he came out of that cage, he just unleashed hell on eight other cats. And, uh,
2: you know, I think he had a little iPod or something. He was taking notes, don't you think? Like, oh, okay, totally. this one's pissed like, me off about that. Okay. Right, I'm right. just
0: like, if you want to parade around this thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm taking notes. I know who you are. <laughs> You'll be the first one on my list. Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. I saw the way you looked at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. amazing. It, it, and I know f- you, you don't even cover your doo-doo on your litter, and that's embarrassing. That's, yeah, that's right, a- right.
0: We'll have me. none of that. No, he, <laughs> but you know what? The funniest thing I could tell you about Benny is that, and this could actually be a product uh, being hit by a car, that it wasn't just his pelvis that was shaken right. up a little bit, but – He had this thing about him that every time he'd walk into a room his entire life, I'd come home, he'd walk into a room, he had this look on his face like he fell asleep as like a human and woke up cat and he has like no idea how any of this works. Like the tail, (laughs) feet, why do I have four legs? Why am I down here? You know, he would do that every time he had that bewildered look on his face. So that was the I called it the Benny bus driver look because he fell asleep a bus driver and that's
2: cute. Well, yeah. I really look forward to getting my paws on your book. It's called Cat Daddy, My Life with One Hell of a Cat, and it's coming out in May. But everybody go on Amazon, get your order in now. Help this guy out. He's awesome. Jackson, let's talk a little bit about your show. You're now in a, a new season. Yeah. It's called My Cat from Hell, and mm-hmm. we've had Victoria Stillwell on. We're naming all these dog people, but you're yeah. kind of unique. I mean, they can go in and help with household harmony with the dogs, but dogs are a little bit more listening because they're a little bit more uh, dependent on us. I think you got a tougher gig than Caesar or Victoria. What do you think? You know, not
0: only do I agree, but I'm sure they would agree. I, I mean, yeah. The,
2: the They're not, is, yeah, they don't know anything about cats. They're the first to say, Victoria's held Zeke in her arms and she was well, Smith.
0: And I, I love her. I mean, I, honestly, you know, Victoria, one of the episodes I was watching of hers last year was when she said, hey, listen, it's not enough to train this dog. They had one of those like pocket pigs, you know, those. Yeah. Little, and she said, you got to train everybody. And her, her demonstrations of successful operant conditioning for different species besides dogs lets everyone know that this is really possible. And this season on My Cat from Hell, I do have an episode coming up uh, in the next few weeks where you know, we use operant conditioning to train a four-pound dog who's being terrorized by a 14-pound cat. And we get them both to do basically a downstay around each other so mm-hmm. that they can observe one another in a quiet, peaceful way so that it doesn't, every time they see one another, it doesn't represent chaos. So it was an amazing experience. That was intense. But no, you know, I think that Victoria demonstrated really well that anything can be trained, meaning human, animal. We've seen chipmunks uh, be trained by operant conditioning. We've seen, obviously, dolphins. And so it's exciting stuff.
2: Cats though are pretty unique. I mean, I jokingly say that dogs put the D and drool the O and obey, the G and goofy and the S in seconds, please, but cats to me say they put the C in candid, the A in attitude, the T in Tenacious, and the S in so what?
0: So what? What do you yeah. think? Yeah, I mean basic- Give us some
2: tips a little bit from the show and everybody the show does air on Animal Planet Saturday nights at eight o'clock Eastern and Pacific. And you gotta check him out. He's awesome. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about some cat tips you might share to us so the listeners that aren't as feline savvy.
0: Well, here's the thing. I mean, I call it cat mojo. The idea is mm-hmm. if you understand the way your cat sees the world, everything else is gravy. Now, the first thing you got to understand in terms of cats are not dogs is that they're not on this planet to please you. We didn't make that part of their timeline in an evolutionary sense, whereas dogs for thousands of years, have been doing jobs for us. Cats, you know, basically along for the ride because of what they did originally for us. So we have to basically cater to that, and that's cat mojo. What turns a cat on? Hunting turns a cat on. So if you structure their day around hunting games, what I say every day, hunt, catch, kill, eat. So the hunt, catch, kill part is the play, and then feed them a nice meat-based meal afterwards you're speaking to their core the raw cat and then once you speak to the raw cat everything else begins to fall in line i believe
2: you know on your blog i was checking it out and this just falls right into it you uh talked about the good bad and ugly about those laser tags so my two cats ziki and murphy go bananas for it but I just feel like I'm kind of like teasing them. So then I throw right. a ball, one of those little toy balls afterwards. Because I don't know, lasers are fun, but even 12-year-old Murphy's into it. But I just feel like they're not catching it. So tell us a little bit about your perspective about these laser pointers, what you like, don't like, and right. how to use them safely.
0: Well, laser pointers, I mean, they have a place. and uh, mm-hmm. To me, that place is twofold. One, you can... Get that motor going. You can get that hunt motor going. Just, you know, sometimes you got to crank it a little bit before they're just flying all over the house. And a laser pointer often does that. The other way it's good is as redirection. Let's say one of your cats is stalking another one and they're just getting down low and about to pounce. You can, you know, I walk around with a laser pointer attached to my belt loop and you just point and you point that red dot in another direction and your cat's off their attention span is only about three seconds. So you give them something that has a little bit more payoff than Mm -hmm. the four-legged one to the left, then they'll probably make that choice. That's where I stop. Because the thing is, just like you said, Arden, I mean, if you're playing with the laser pointer, there's the hunt, but there's no catch and there's no kill and obviously no eat. So you want to make that experience completely full. So what I do is once you crank that motor over... Then you transition to, you know, an interactive, truly interactive toy, one that they can grab a hold of, one that they can eat. You know, they can do the all four paw wrap around and, and just go nuts. Yeah.
2: On. So you like those balls that are in the circle, those plastic things where they can bat it or even my silly thing with a paper wad. That would be even worth it, right? Somewhat.
0: My big yeah. thing is I really like having toys where you're attached to one end of it and they're okay. attached to the other. If you've uh, watched My Cat from Hell, you've seen me work with you know, toys where you've got the feather on the end of the fishing pole, that kind of thing. It basically allows you to control the tempo and the duration of the play session because we all know that you know with, with the crinkle balls or tinfoil or furry mice, it goes bat, bat, bat under the fridge and that's the last you're going to see of it. This way, you get them working. And you can get, you know, I really gauge the success of a play session by the amount of panting that's going on. I mm-hmm. want cat panting. And then, you know, you've hit their sweet spot.
2: That sounds great. Hey, guys, we're listening and talking to Jackson Galaxy. He is the host of My Cat from Hell. It's on Animal Planet. He's the dude that knows cats. Move over, Antonio Banderos and Puss in Boots. We've got the real deal here. We're going to talk to him a little bit more after we pay for the show by taking a commercial break. So sit and stay, we'll be right back.
1: Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All behave will be back in a flash. Right after these messages Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> Hi, I'm Caesar Milan, the dog whisperer from the National Geographic Channel, and you're listening to All Behave on Pet Life Radio with Harden Moore.
2: Okay, good, Caesar. Good boy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm wagging my tail. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to OBHA. Here's Arden.
2: Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host Arden Moore. I'm so jazzed that I have Jackson Galaxy on my show. He is the host of My Cat from Hell. It's the new season is starting. It's on Saturday nights, eight o'clock Eastern and Pacific time. We were talking about some purposeful toys that we can give for our cats. I love this whole thing about the hunt, catch, kill, and eat. Maybe I should put that as my next tattoo.
0: You know, actually, I'm going to get that done. I've decided I'm gonna, what I'm going to do is one of my cat's names is Caroline. Caroline mm-hmm. is uh, again. She's if you look at my Facebook page, she's beautiful. Portraits of her, I think she's ravishing, and of course, and, and she uh, does
2: too, and so do I. So oh it's a trifecta. Beautiful. She's
0: a three-year-old calico who was a feral that I briefly. Fostered, of course. Horrible foster parent. I really am. Um,
2: (laughs) You are. Strike two.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, Benny was a foster. She was a foster. My dog, Rudy, was a foster. Forget about it. But anyhow, uh, she...
2: I think if they hit the cat lottery, being with you. No, I'm going
0: to make sure I'm going to tell them that in a second. Um, Okay. But Caroline is such an amazing little hunter. And uh, I'm just going to have sort of a, a stop action sort of necklace around, obviously around my neck with the words, hunt, catch, kill eat, you know, because honestly, it does boil down to that. I have seen bully cats mellow out. I've seen pariah cats, scared cats that hang on top of refrigerators their entire life. I've seen them come down once they discover what it is to drain their natural instincts out in an appropriate way. That's the nature of living with cats, folks, is compromise here i want you to kill this well sure i'll kill that it's fun all right we have an understanding
2: there you go where i put and you also talk a little bit about the soft winking too because i guess you shouldn't really try that with uh, the two-leggers people might get mad at you or something but the soft <laughs> wink people don't really know the deal with the soft wink so yeah we got you we got the cat do on the show jackson galaxy tell us a little bit about this communication without a sound that means the world to a cat
0: yeah it's Actually, and I, I write pretty extensively about it in the book, but I was turned on to it early on in my career. I was a devotee of the book, The Natural Cat by Anitra Fraser, who I actually just for the first time got to meet a few weeks oh, cool. ago. Blown away. Blown She's away. She's
2: very I, good, yeah. I
0: adore her and... uh and she actually got to tell me that she learned things from my show, which almost made me like swoon. But um, yeah, she was amazing. And she was a cat behaviorist in New York in the 1970s. And everyone knew her. And she's from my neighborhood. And she would drive around on her bicycle and go <laughs> from consult to consult. But she did this thing where she would go from just walking down the streets of the Upper West Side of New York. And she would just do that soft blink what she calls the cat I love you, to cats in the windows of the brownstones as she was walking down the street. And she found that all she had to do was it a few times and they would blink back. Why is this important? By putting our intention behind, what she does is your eyes start open. You're not staring at the cat. Your eyes are soft. And you go, I, and then you slowly blink your eyes. And then when they're closed, to yourself, you're saying love. Mm -hmm. And then open again, you your intention is behind your eyes, you're conveying trust and love, and it comes right back at you in the same form. And when it comes back at you, you've established a a phone link into Mm -hmm. their world. It's, you know, I've described it as our Rosetta Stone into Cat World. I can't tell you how important it is. I've seen it work. Uh, I have friends Uh, here in LA who work very extensively with trap, neuter and and release. And we've seen it work with ferals, with community cats. We've seen it work with scared cats. It's just a matter of of establishing trust, you know, and uh, do it a few times, do it three or four times. Remember, don't stare, keep your eyes soft. And it really does amazingly wonderful things.
2: Well, the way you did it, you know, the eye, make sure you're thinking soft eyes, and the love you're closing your eyes, and then the you know the blank, I guess, and then the U is the opening up. It's, yes. it's like opening up a flower, I guess.
0: Absolutely, and I have seen cats. For everyone at home who's going to try it, you might notice your cat look at you with that kind of surprise, as if she like said, you- whoa, whoa, "Whoa, whoa, wait, you talk." <laughs>
2: How'd you find out? <laughs> That's one Here of our salmon, secrets. Go get me some salmon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Ezekiel would say, "Turkey now, now." Turkey now.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, I I tried doing that on a book tour, telling people about the soft blink, and I was having people do it in the audience, and it was hilarious because some people were really scrunching their eyes really tightly right. closed. I'm thinking to a cat, they're like, holy moly, is this person on overdose of catnip? What's up with this dude, don't you think?
0: But you know, (laughs) the thing is that you're going to find this with cats as well as dogs. And I'm sure Caesar was saying this, you know, uh, has said this a million times over. You stare an animal dead in the eyes, you're asking for it. I I mean, it's just, and especially cats who are, you know, used to being both prey and predator. You lock eyes like that in a hard stare. And when I say you're asking for it. On my show, you've seen cats that will just attack your face, but you're asking for them to also retreat, to run away. It triggers fight or flight.
2: Right. And on the show, my cat from hell, I was looking at some of the uh, folks. You've got this very unpredictable cat named Larry. I Mm. love the names of some of the segments. Surprise from hell about a cat named Doug. And my favorite name of the cat of the entire show is Minibar. And you got Fifi's Betrayal. That's the one you were talking about before. You were learning the operant conditioning. But yes. every time I see these people picking up the cat, I don't know. That seems like that's danger, danger, Will Robinson, isn't it? When the right. cat's so, kind yeah. of unpredictable. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, there's the picking up of the cat. There's the mindless petting. That's, yes. that's one of my hot buttons. Is that okay. someone would be sitting there mindlessly stroking their cat. And, and then they get bit. And then they get mad at the cat. That's one of those places I get to educate, you know, because honestly, there's that, you know, we call it petting induced overstimulation where
2: right.
0: you've got to imagine that it, to me, it, if I was a cat, it would feel like, you know, when you were a kid and you would rub a balloon on your hair and then stick the balloon to the wall. Yeah. I don't know if the cat would be the hair or the balloon stuck to the <laughs> wall, but either way, you're putting static into that cat. And then you're mm-hmm. surprised when they finally go, right you know, and they go for yeah. you. You know what it is? In the same way as you're saying, Arden about the picking up, it's a lack of presence. It's a lack of living in their world, which is a present moment to moment world. And if you just do things mindlessly, most of the time you're going to pay the price.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. You know, I never pick up a cat I don't know. I, I just kind of let the cat come to me. If the cat wants to come to me, I'm fine, but I'm not going to push myself. I don't want to be like that crazy aunt that always smothered you in kisses with the lipstick, you know? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I won't name the aunt. She's passed on. But, you know, who knows? She might have the channel on, you know, in heaven. So I don't want to embarrass her.
0: Yeah, but you know, it is—it's the cat version of walking in and pinching their cheeks. You know?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but on the other hand, you do get around. I mean, I was pretty impressed. Uh, you helped a New York Times writer uh, with a cat named Mac learn to walk on a leash.
0: Yeah, that was a pleasure. That was amazing. Uh, Mac, so tell us a little bit about
2: all, that. That was pretty cool. I have a cat that walks on a leash, but mm-hmm. I always just let Murphy go where she wants to go.
0: You, know, you don't have a choice. yeah.
2: No, no, this is not yeah. heal, 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 Murphy. You're She's right. like, really? I, mean, I don't think so. You have,
0: you have the harness. The harness yeah. gives you power. I actually prefer, and you saw Mac in the New York Times piece wearing a cat vest, and I really prefer the vest. It gives me a sense of, because I'm just as Jewish grandma as mm-hmm. the next person. In fact, probably more so. And, you know, when I'm walking a cat on a kind of a flimsy harness and I've seen so many cats back oh, out yeah. of them, I know. I, it would frighten me and I would transmit that energy through the leash into the harness and the cat would freak out anyway. So with right. the vest, there was that, Man, this cat's going nowhere. Cat's yep. going nowhere and I feel secure. And that's why it was so great. Like the last bit, we got to take Mac out to Prospect Park in Brooklyn and let him explore You know, in a controlled way, but to see his cat mojo come out around the leaves and the logs and and watching other animals getting low and crouching. And then he gets home and uh, Stephanie Clifford, the reporter, sent me a picture of him at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. sacked out. Just really. Now, that's what we want. Yeah.
2: Well, I put it's very similar to the one that Mac wears. That's what Murphy and my cat, new cat, Ziki, who like to, uh, was preferring to be outside. And I have a huge critter condo on the side of my house that's, they can get the fresh air and all that, but coyotes can't make them appetizers. But mm-hmm. that's not good enough for Ziki. So every morning before we, we take the two dogs out to go in the backyard, which is fenced, Ziki's like, na na na. And I put her in her harness. It was very much like this cat vest. I guess I should call it by that because it has the attachment over the neck. It's a beautiful style, hot purple, and under Mm -hmm. the belly with the nice attachment right on the shoulder blades. And she knows that she's got to wait for her darn harness to be put on before she can go outside. And the dogs have to wait till she saunters outside. And I just take a cup of hot tea, and I'm hanging out with them. And she's not going over the fence anymore. I'm trying to compromise with Zeke and saying, you can be out on your own here with me, but I don't want you going down the hillside and meeting a cougar or a coyote. You got it. Now she's napping on a cat tree. So I think she's got the world by the tail, don't you think?
0: I agree, 100%. But I
2: like your idea. I think the cat vest is much better than these skinny mini little harnesses that they are. They're Houdinis. They know how to move their shoulders, right?
0: Of course, right. The other thing is that the vest seems to, because it's it's much more of a uniform constraint as opposed to the harness that has just you know various pressure points. By the way, that's the hardest part. We all know this, that right. getting them to accept the feeling of that weird burden on their body is the hardest part of this training. So I found I cut the training time down sometimes in half with the vest over the harness. Just to me, there must be just an easier feel about it.
2: And they look marvelous too, man. I mean, I've got one yeah, that's hot yeah. purple that matches her purple collar. I'm not, I'm not going to have the fashion police, you know, knock on us if she's out and about. <laughs> you know, got to do that, right?
0: Not be the first online. I'm very into, you know, proper cat fashion. I mean, all
2: right. So, this season, congratulations on having it on Animal Planet. It's my cat from hell. Now, we've got your book coming out soon in May Cat Daddy, My Life with One Hell of a Cat. You know, folks, we can go to JacksonGalaxy.com. What's some other ways we can track you down?
0: Well, from JacksonGalaxy.com, you can go to uh, my blog, which is right there, and it's being updated every day at this point. Okay. You can also, if you go to AnimalPlanet.com, there's some video clips from the show. You can also go to SpiritEssences.com. So there's plenty of ways. also Twitter, at Jackson Galaxy, and Facebook, as we've mentioned, just Jackson Galaxy. Just find my fan page on Facebook.
2: It's kind of like having nine lives, don't you think, in a social media way?
0: I, yeah, exactly. No, I've got
2: 12 yeah <laughs> you <good. laughs> i'm gonna have you back i hope that's okay if course, it would be cool yeah. someday um i'm now uh, also an editor with vet street so i definitely want to tap you to talk a little bit about some surprising things about cat behavior and we'll get you on that but i know we haven't met each other kind of like anita and you but i just feel like we've been uh kind of feline soulmates
0: and we're we're what two three hours apart i know I mean, shame on us Shame on us. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, before June 1st, I'm going to have a time where maybe we could come join you, do something crazy. I'll bring Zeke and you can yeah. meet her because she doesn't get carsick. Murph said, I'm going to stay home. I get carsick. And um I think you get to meet a cool Turkish fan who makes me realize, get over yourself after all the things she's been through. So if wow. you're having a bad hair day, I'll just look over at Zeke and she's like, no, 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 no. I even call yeah. her that way. I call her by doing that sound. And she comes flying in from the doggy door where we have the little critter condo into Uh the house going, what up, what up? (laughs) So um, I'm going to definitely take your tips, though, about, you know, hunt, catch, kill, and eat. Yeah. And I'm going to be making sure if I use a laser tag that I'm going to do an interactive toy and that she gets a nice little turkey. So she feels like she's accomplished something, right? Exactly. See, I was listening to you, man. I was, I was Very thinking.
0: nice, Arden. Thank you so much.
2: All right. Like I say, I think our cats teach us to get over ourselves a little bit. And you yeah. are helping people know that they teach us so many things and they have to live in the moment. And I'm looking so forward to your book, Cat Daddy My Life with One Hell of a Cat. We'll do a book giveaway and get more shout outs for you on that. Oh, but, absolutely. You know, I've been really delighted you've been on my show. Everybody, go to jacksongalaxy.com. And then from there, you can go to about 12 different directions. Please check out his show, My Cat from Hell. It's on Saturday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern and Pacific on Animal Planet. Any other final shout-outs you want to say before we did it? I just
0: want to say, folks, get up off your couch, go adopt a cat. They need you. If you're in Southern California, we got a big, big problem here, and uh, they would love you like no other if you took them home today, so please do it.
2: And real men love cats. You got that right. All right, all right. It's hey, the, it's
0: the cat
2: guy. That's right, man. I'm so glad you've been on our show, Jackson Galaxy. We're going to have you back on again, and you will have a date with Ziki, my Turkish fan mix, coming up before June. How's that?
0: Mi casa es Ziki's casa.
2: All right. And of course, you know, you're a musician, so you can go, oh, Ziki, you're so fun, you're so fun, you're oh doing my mind, Ziki. I know. I think she gets embarrassed by me a little bit, but she tolerates me because I give her really good turkey.
0: Yeah, She'll exactly. suffer anything. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Hey, thanks again for being on our show. And I also want to thank my producer, Mark Winter. He makes this show happen each and every week. And until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two-, three-, and four-leggers out there. Oh Behave.
1: Coast to coast and around the world, it's all behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do. And get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin, Tin Tinseltown.